0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi ta'ala, na'hamaduhu, wa nasta'inuhu, wa nasta'ughfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayy'ati a'maleina. Min yahdihi allahu falamudillalahu, wa min yudlil falahadiyalahu. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu, la sharika lahu. واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ In Surah At-Tawbah, verse 126, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَوَلَا يَرَوْنَ أَنَّهُمْ يُفْتَنُونَ فِي كُلِّ عَامٍ مَرَّةً أَوْ مَرَّتَيْنِ ثُمَّ لَا يَتُوبُونَ وَلَا يَذَّكَّرُونَ Do they not see that every year or twice a year they are tested and tried by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet they do not repent nor are they reminded. This verse in Surah At-Tawbah speaks predominantly and at first instance about the hypocrites. And the hypocrites are those people who when they are tried and tested, they are not reminded. Nor do they turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor do they seek His forgiveness jalla fi ula. And this verse according to some of the scholars of Tafsir, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do they not see that they will be tried and tested once or twice a year according to some of the scholars of Tafsir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to sickness and illness. Because the hypocrites are those people who when they are tried and tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, irrespective of the trial or the test, it doesn't serve for them as a reminder. It doesn't make them think and take stock of their life. It doesn't make them reflect and ponder over what it is that they're doing in this dunya and how close their death is looming towards them. But the believers are those people who who are reminded by the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are reminded by the tests and the trials that Allah Jal places before them. Each and every single one of us, is not a single person here, except that they have been tried and tested by sickness and by pain. To a greater or lesser extent. Some people from amongst us, we suffer the odd toothache, headache, stomachache, the odd pain or cramp here or there. And then there are others from amongst us and the people that we know, the people that are dear to us, who suffer from chronic illness, from severe illness, from terminal illness. And each and every single one of us goes through this. The way that we are taught to think today, by society, the way that we have been taught to look and view illness and sickness, is often the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the hypocrites in the Quran. That it's a calamity and a test which it is. And therefore you should look at it in a very downcast, a very negative way. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here concerning the hypocrites, that they are those people who when they are tried and tested, it doesn't serve as a reminder. Because for the believers, it does serve as a reminder. The believer is the one who when they're tested, it brings them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the believer is tested, the first thing that they think of is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying and testing me. And Allah wa Jalla wants to see the way that I respond. And either it will be a means of cleansing my sins, Elevating my rank, increasing my good deeds and reward in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or else I will fail this test. And when you look at the lives of the companions radiallahu anhum ajma'in and the salaf of this ummah, the best of this nation, those companions and their students and those students that came after them, those about whom the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised them and he said concerning them, قرنى, يلونهم, The best of people are my generation then those who will follow them and then those who will follow them. The way that they would look at this is a very different way to the way that we look at it today. All of us go through sickness and illness. But it is a test and trial for Allah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the believer who shows patience and gratitude for them that sickness that is debilitating, that is difficult, that makes their life hard on a day-to-day basis, it becomes a means of blessing for them. I want to give you the example of the famous companion Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiyallahu anhu. Mu'ad was one of the greatest, most senior companions of the Prophet wasallam, and someone that was acknowledged to be a scholar from amongst the companions. Mu'adh ibn Jabal is mentioned in the of ibn Abi Shaybah and in other than that, when he was in the 18th year of the Hijrah, during the Khilaf of Umar he was with the Muslim army in Asham, the frontier lands where the Muslims were fighting against the Byzantine Romans. And there in the 18th year of the Hijrah, a plague struck. A plague that we know as the plague of Amwas. And a number of the Muslims and a number of the skinny companions of the Prophet ﷺ would die within that plague. From amongst them, the famous companion Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah, one of the ten promised paradise. And from amongst those companions who died in that plague was Mu'ad ibn Jabal. When the plague hit the area that he was in, he stood amongst his people, amongst those people who were there, and he said to them, This is the promise that our Lord gave to us. And it is the tidings that our Prophet gave to us. Because the Prophet said وسلم, in the hadith in Sahih Muslim, The one who dies as a result of pig is a martyr. And then Muad ibn Jabal عنه, asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he gives to him and his family a share of that martyrdom. Not because he wants to be sick, not because he wants illness for the sake of illness, but because the companions understood from the Qur'an and the sunnah that Allah tests and tries us. And maybe the calamity that you think is a calamity because of the sickness and illness and its debilitating effect upon you is a means of purification from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't we say as the Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhum in Sahih bukhari when you come across someone who's sick, what is the dua that we read for them? La بأس tahurun إن شاء الله. There's no harm upon you may be a purification by Allah's will. A purification from what? From your sins, from your mistakes, from the things that you've done wrong, an expiation for your sins. That is the meaning of tahurun insha'Allah. Let it be a means of purification. The companions, they understood this point. So Mu'adh made this dua. Oh Allah, if that sickness, that plague is going to come and strike us, give me and my family a portion of it. It is said in that narration, that a week didn't pass by, except that every member from the household of Mu'adh died in that plague. And he was the last from amongst them. Radiallahu Because the Salaf, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they understood a number of things from the Quran and the Sunnah. Chief from amongst them is that for the believer there is no such thing as only a calamity. Because the believer takes difficulty and hardship and they turn it into goodness. They turn it into a source of blessing, a source of reward, a means of expiation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every one of us goes through test and trial. And sickness is something that all of us can relate to, either within our own lives or the lives of those who are closest to us. It's a reality of the dunya. Everyone gets sick. Sometimes a young child, a newborn baby will be extremely sick. And someone, an elderly person may also be sick. Something which strikes everyone. But it is a means of purification. The pain that the believer feels so long as they have patience. They turn to Allah Azza wa Jal. They continue to worship Allah Azza wa Jal. They show gratitude to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. That sickness, that debilitating illness, it is a means of purification. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the hadith in Al Bukhari in Muslim of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an. the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his final illness, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was so overcome by fever, so overcome by illness, that if the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam attempted to stand, he would fall unconscious. The hadith in Al-Bukhari says that he woke up and he said to the people around him, as it's the time for prayer, did I pray? They said, no, O Messenger of Allah. He said, bring to me a bucket of water and pour it over me. Because of his sickness, his fever, his temperature. They came and they gave him that, that bucket of water, they placed it over him, sallallahu alayhi wa He stood and he fainted. The second time he woke up, he said, did I pray? Did we pray? They said, no, o Messenger of Allah, they're waiting for you. Bring me a bucket of water, pour it over me. He stood up and he fainted. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The third time he woke up, did I pray? No. Bring a bucket of water, pour it over me. He stood and he fainted. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ibn Masud radiyallahu anhu said, "O Messenger of Allah, I have seen fever and sickness, but I think your sickness is double like anyone else's." The Prophet said, Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Yes." He said, "Yes, I have double what everyone else feels in terms of sickness. Why? Because it's a means of purification." If it wasn't purification, if there wasn't a blessing for the believer, would Allah Azza wa Jal give it to His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Would the Prophet wasallam have to suffer something that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala didn't consider to be good for him? And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in the Hadith, "Ma min Muslimin يصيبه أذا شوكة فما فوقها إلا حتى الله له به سيئاته كما تحط الشجرة ورقها." There's not a single Muslim who's afflicted by pain, a prick of a thorn, or something greater than that except that their sins will leave and fall off from them, just the way that the leaves of a tree fall off from its branch. Not a prick of a thorn, a single amount of pain, that single sensation of pain, or anything greater. Some of the people that we know, some of the people sitting here in this masjid, have had illnesses and pain for weeks, for months, some of them for years. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He cures all of our brothers and sisters, and that Allah Jalla gives them good health. But if Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala didn't decree for you an immediate uh, uh, an immediate cure didn't relieve you from your pain immediately know that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is all-wise and all-knowing jalla Ula. Allah knows best our sins Allah knows best our situation and so the companions understood this principle and so the prophet sallallahu in the hadith of Jabir radiallahu anhu in Sahih Muslim he came to a woman by the name of Umm Sa'ib or Umm al he came to her and she was overcome by fever. And she was in the pangs of her fever. And fever, anyone that's experienced fever, the type that makes you delirious, the type that overcomes you and you're unable to stand, the type that comes over you and you don't know what's going on around you, it is extremely difficult. And he found her shivering because the person who's in a fever thinks that they're cold, but actually their temperature is very high. He said to her, Why are you shivering? So she replied, Al-Humma la barakallahu fiha She replied, O Messenger of Allah, I have fever. May Allah never bless it. The Prophet ﷺ replied and he said, La tasub bil humma. Fa, fa innaha yudhibu khataya bani Adam kema yudhibu Kirul khabath. He said to her, Don't cast the fever. For the fever takes away the sins of the child of Adam just as the way fire takes away the impurities of iron. Fever? is something which Allah Azza wa gives to a person because he takes away from their sin and there are a number of narrations that say that whoever feels the heat of the fever of this world will never feel the heat of the fire in, on Yom al-Qiyamah and that is why Ibn Rajab ta'ala he wrote a book where he gathered all of these narrations together and he called it Al-Basharatul Uzma lil Mu'mini fi an Nahr. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will save, or the glad tidings that Allah Azza wa Jalla that has been given in the Sunnah, that Allah will save the believer who feels the fever in this life from the fire of the Akhirah. The scholars understood this, and that is why the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam were taught in all of these narrations to be careful in the way that they deal with these realities of life, the circumstances that, pre- that present themselves before you. No one goes out seeking to be sick or ill. No one goes out looking for disease. But if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees it for you, and Allah Azza gives it to you, then there's a way that the Muslim deals with it. There's a way that you behave and interact with that circumstance that presents itself before you by Allah's decree and by his permission, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why the Salaf were of the position that if someone if someone is sick, someone is ill, then they should be patient and they should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessings. And they should know that Allah Azza gave them that sickness or that illness because Allah wants expiation for them. Allah wants expiation for them. And there is even narration such as the Hadith of Anas radiallahu that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for someone, he brings forth their punishment into this life. And if Allah wants evil for someone, he saves that punishment for them, for the Akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiates sins by sickness, by pain, by the calamities that we that we suffer within this dunya. And that is why some of the Salaf were of the position that if a person doesn't become sick, never experiences pain, you never see them tested or tried, that is a sign that Allah doesn't love them. And some of the Salaf, as is mentioned in the books of Al-Zuhud and Al-Wara' and Al-Raqaiq, if they had people in their community that they know this person never becomes sick, person never experiences pain, never had a test in his life, they would stay away from them. They wouldn't consider that to be a good sign, unlike us, who see it the opposite way. Someone who's constantly sick and ill, we feel that that person is the one that's tried and tested. That's the person that's always having calamities. That person can't be someone whom Allah loves. The Salaf thought of it the other way. Because in the hadith in Al-Adab al-Mufrad of Al-Bukhari, and in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad Al Abu Huraira radiallahu an, the man came, the Bedouin man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and it's a long narration, but he said within that narration, Do you suffer from headaches? Do you suffer from headaches? The man said, no, O Messenger of Allah, what is a headache? The Prophet ﷺ replied and he said, a headache is a debilitating pain. It strikes your head and the nerves in your head and it's something which, like a migraine, something which when you have it, it's difficult for you to do your daily activities. The man said, O Messenger of Allah, I never had one of those. And then he left. The Prophet ﷺ said, if you want to see a man from the people of the fire, look at this man. Ibn Rajab rahimahullah and other scholars on the commentary of this hadith, he said the meaning of this hadith is, this is a man who's never been tried and tested. A man that Allah doesn't test in this life, is a man that Allah doesn't want good for. A person that Allah doesn't try and test, is a person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want good for. Why? Because the sunnah of Allah, of his prophets, all of them in the Quran, and his messengers, and the awliya, is that Allah tries and tests them. That is the practice, that is the sunnah of Allah azza wa jal. It is the law that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has applied to those that he loves. From the prophets of Allah, the messengers of Allah, not least of whom was our prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tries and tests each and every single one of us. And one of the greatest of those tests and trials is sickness and illness, pain that you feel within your body. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the believer makes it a way of expiation, makes it a way of coming closer to him. So long as you have patience and iman and taqwa, and you turn to Allah Azza wa Jalla in dua and in ibadah. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he mixes from amongst those people. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguards us from trials that we are unable to pass, and from burdens that we cannot bear. Barakallahu liwalakum fil qur'ani wassunnah, wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bima fihima min al ayat wal-hikmah. Aqulu qauli hadha wa astaghfirullaha liwalakum, wa lijamu'i muslimin min kulli dhambin, fa innahu huul hafur rahim one of the benefits of reading the biographies of the Salaf, the biographies of the lives of the companions and those scholars who follow them in righteousness, is you get an indication of their mindset, the way that they thought, the way that they approached issues, the way that they interacted with circumstances of the dunya and life. And one of the biggest challenges that we have Is we have many of those same circumstances that present themselves before us, but our mindset and the way that we approach them is markedly different to the way of those companions radiallahu anhu majma'een. And that is because our understanding of the Quran and Sunnah has become diminished, our iman is weak. And the era that we live in is so distant and removed from the time of the Prophet wasallam that now often the way that we approach these things that we find texts concerning them in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, often the way that we approach them is the way that we are now taught to think about them by society, by media, by the way that life is amongst us and around us. Reading the lives of the companions show you that there is a way that the Muslim thinks. There's a way that you interact with things that happen to you. There's a way that you should behave when you have these different circumstances of life present themselves before you. And from the greatest of those principles is to understand the meaning of those issues. When the sharia speaks about illness, when the sharia speaks about wealth, when the sharia speaks about success, what it means, there's a way that we understand these terms by virtue of the language, by virtue of society, by virtue of the way that we are all brought up and the way that we live. But there's an understanding that is more defined within the Qur'an and the sunnah. What does success actually mean? What does it mean when Allah praises or dispraises wealth? What does it mean when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Prophet sallallahu speak about sickness or illness? These issues, all of them, you will find narrations concerning them in the Qur'an and the sunnah. It is very important to understand those concepts in the way that they should be understood by the Muslim because it will make life easier for you. Every one of us goes through all of those stages and all of those issues. But to understand the way that the Muslims should behave and interact is something which will bring you solace and contentment. Because you know then that you approach that issue and that test in the way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask Allah that he safeguards us and our families from the traps of Shaitan. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows his blessings upon us and his mercy. And that Allah makes our tests and trials a means of expiation and a means of a rising of our rank on Yom al-qiyamah, and a means of an increase in our reward. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes the affairs of the Muslims easy, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cures the sick from amongst us, and that he has mercy upon the deceased from amongst us. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us from amongst those people who are firm upon Tawheed. And that Allah keeps us steadfast upon this religion. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from amongst those people who die upon Iman and are resurrected with the people of Iman under the leadership of the Imam of the people of Iman, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi